At the end of each episode, we give an email address with which you can contact us. That email address is catholichistorytrek at gmail.com. So, if you have a question like how to pass the original Legend of Zelda video game, want to know why Disney is ruining the Star Wars franchise, how to mount a scope on a Ruger 1022 rifle, or if you want Kevin to autograph your copy of his book, A Catholic Pilgrimage Through American History, I suppose you could send those questions to us, but we primarily answer questions related to our episodes, or Catholic history in general. I mention this because this episode is the result of one such listener question, asking about the history of a Catholic practice known as the 40 Hours Devotion. God bless America. God love you. I want these to be my first words of greeting to you. They will be the concluding words on each broadcast. I am not the Catholic candidate for president. I am the Democratic Party's candidate for president. You've embarked on a Catholic history trek. The 40 Hours Devotion is when the consecrated Eucharist is exposed on the altar in a monstrance, for adoration for a period of 40 hours. Traditionally, it is related to repentance and usually observed during Lent or Advent with an opening mass and a closing mass before and after the span of 40 hours. So why 40 hours? 40 is a penitential number in Catholic tradition. It was 40 days of rain, which caused the global flood of which Noah's family was saved. The Israelites wandered the desert for 40 years and Christ was tempted in the desert for 40 days which, of course, is why the season of Lent lasts 40 days. In the Middle Ages, the Blessed Sacrament was transferred to a repository called the Easter Sepulchre, where it remained for 40 hours, which is the approximate time our Lord's body remained in the tomb before the resurrection. Although, if my math is correct, he was most likely in the tomb a little less than 40 hours. If Jesus was immediately transferred to the tomb after dying on the cross at 3 p.m. on Good Friday— he would have to remain there until about 7 a.m. on Easter Sunday to reach 40 hours. At that time of the year in Jerusalem, dawn is around 5.30 in the morning, so the resurrection of Jesus would have to take place an hour or two after dawn, but the Gospel of John claims the women came to anoint the body of the Lord and found the tomb empty while it was still dark. Although Matthew claims they arrived at the beginning of dawn and Mark's Gospel says the sun had already risen. Regardless, 40 hours became the traditional length of time attributed to the tomb. St. Charles Bromeo speaks of an ancient tradition of praying 40 hours in memory of these 40 hours of our Lord's body remaining in the tomb, and from these 40 hours of prayer, we see a development of 40 hours of Eucharistic adoration. The origin of the 40 hours devotion of Eucharistic exposition and adoration can be traced back to at least 1527 in Milan, with several men each having been proposed as the devotion's originator. But the name historians generally seem to credit is St. Anthony Mary Zaccaria. Among the early members of the Catholic Reformation, or Counter-Reformation, in his early 20s this medical doctor gave up saving men's bodies to save their souls. He founded the clerics regular of St. Paul, known as the Barnabites, in honor of St. Paul's companion, St. Barnabas. He introduced several practices of piety and devotion to engage the faithful in an active spiritual life. Among these were frequent reception of Holy Communion, the ringing of church bells at 3 p.m. each Friday, and the 40 hours devotion. 
which he is said to have inaugurated at the Church of St. Catherine in Milan. Prior to this time, practices of Eucharistic devotion, exposition, benediction, and processions were already part of the life of the church, but the specific practice of the 40 hours was new. In the mid-16th century, other members of the Catholic Reformation picked up and spread this new 40 hours devotion. Among them, St. Philip Neri, who popularized its use in Rome, and St. Ignatius of Loyola, whose Jesuits helped spread it beyond the Italian peninsula. Within a decade of its introduction, the Vicar General of the Archdiocese of Milan petitioned Pope Paul III that an indulgence be attached to the practice. Pope Paul III granted the request, in his letter of approval, refined that the practice in Milan was to offer the 40 hours devotion in continuous succession, such that, when one church completed their 40 hours, another church in the city would begin theirs. That way, the prayers offered before our Lord's most sacred body would be offered continuously. Pope Paul's reply also gives us an insight into the original intention of the 40 hours devotion. He commented on the twofold purpose of the devotion. It was offered to appease the anger of God provoked by offenses committed by Christians, and it was also offered for the purpose of stopping the forward advances of the Turks, who are pressing toward their desired destruction of Christendom. The date of Pope Paul III's reply in 1539 aligns with the height of the Ottoman Empire, just a few decades before the victory at the Battle of Lepanto. Subsequent popes would promote the 40 hours devotion. In 1560, Pope Paul IV promulgated a bull mentioning how the 40 hours is an imitation of the 40 days Jesus fasted in the desert, and is to be a time of unceasing prayer, as called for by both the scriptures and the early church. Pope Clement VIII issued Graves et Diuturnae, establishing in Rome the practice of Milan, in which an uninterrupted sequence of churches would be scheduled, so the 40 hours devotion would be continually observed in the city. In the early 18th century, Pope Clement XI issued regulations for how the 40 hours devotion was to be practiced, and in 1731, Pope Clement XII republished these instructions in what has been called the Instructio Clementina. This Instructio became the blueprint for the celebration of the devotion throughout the Universal Church. While the 40 hours devotion began to spread and became popular throughout parts of Europe, its implementation in the United States would be delayed. While it did exist in America, it was scattered in a few random churches here and there. But one man who wanted to change that was St. John Newman, the fourth bishop of Philadelphia. In the mid-19th century, the bishop desired to introduce this practice throughout his diocese, but he faced resistance from his own clergy. It's not that they were against the devotion, but Philadelphia was a hotbed of anti-Catholic bigotry, and many of the clergy feared bringing the devotion would only spur more anti-Catholic violence and expose the Blessed Sacrament to desecration. Newman had been appointed as a Philadelphia's bishop less than a decade after the Know-Nothing Riots of 1844, which Kevin and I covered in episode 29 on the history of anti-Catholicism in America. These rioters had burned two churches and a convent of the Sisters of Charity to the ground, and a third church, St. Philip Neri, was only spared from destruction when the Frankfurt Arsenal provided arms and ammunition for the state militia to protect it from this woke mob. While working late into the night, the bishop fell asleep in his chair until he suddenly awoke to discover the flame of his desktop candle had landed on his desk and burned some of his papers. Miraculously, 
The flame did not start a disastrous fire, and the papers were even still readable. The bishop then fell to his knees and gave thanks to God for sparing him from a devastating fire. At this moment, he heard a voice speak to him, which said, As the flames are burning here without consuming or injuring the writing, so I shall pour out my grace in the blessed sacrament without prejudice to my honor. Fear no profanation. Therefore, hesitate no longer to carry out your designs for my glory. Assured by the voice, the bishop then instituted the 40 hours devotion in his diocese, with each parish hosting the 40 hours annually. The practice spread, and in 1866, the Plenary Council of Baltimore approved of this practice for every diocese in the United States. By the early 20th century, the 40 hours devotion became a universal tradition within the Catholic Church. Canon 1275 of the 1917 Code of Canon Law stated, The 40 hours devotion should be conducted every year in all parishes and other churches where the Most Holy Sacrament was habitually reserved. And where the 40 hours could not be observed, then the exposition of the sacrament should take place for at least some continuous hours on specified days. Canon 942 of the modern 1983 code continued this tradition with its recommendation of the annual solemn exposition of the sacrament for a suitable period of time. When it is celebrated, typically during Lent or Advent, the current rite for the celebration can be found in the Order for the Solemn Exposition of the Holy Eucharist, published in 1992 by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops. And while not officially published, Kevin and I have our own rite for closing each episode of Catholic History Trek. After asking you to help us by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to our podcast, we close with a prayer related to the episode in the Church's traditional language of Latin. To close our 40 hours devotion, I've selected the prayer composed by St. Thomas Aquinas, which is commonly used for benediction of the Blessed Sacrament at the 40 hours devotion. O salutaris hostia, quae celi pandis ostium, bella premunt hostilia, da robar fer auxilium. Uni trinoque domino, sit sempiterna gloria, qui vitam sine termino, nobis donet in patria. Amen. Thank you for listening to Catholic History Trek. You can reach us at catholichistorytrek at gmail.com.